live streaming is on. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today, it's still April the 14th. At least it is in Alaska and Hawaii, 2020. At least you don't have to pay your taxes tomorrow, right? Strong hand. Long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Offended by selling. Unconfiscatable. Compete, don't complain. All right. Conviction. You know I got that conviction, baby. You get a new show here every day, no matter what's going on. April the 14th. Also, that was my great, great aunt Shirley Meister's birthday of blessed memory. She is missed. All right, elite friends, check out Friday's show. This week in Bitcoin, Anita Mauricio, Eugene from Belarus. Oh, yeah. All my shows. Dude, best freaking guests in the space. They're linked to below, below. Click on the links. This is an interactive process here. Just don't sit there. Just don't sit there. The guys don't like it when you just lay there, okay? All right, now, uh, if you want to see some archives that go back to January and you need visual, uh, because some people, they, they, they need to see stuff. They don't like it dark in the room. They want visual. Uh, bitshoot.com, Bitcoin Meister. It's linked to below, my Bitshoot channel. Uh, but anyway, audio people, sportsmeister.com. You can like listen to 400 of my old shows there. All right, for those archive freaks, pound that like button. Let's talk about stable coins uh, real real fast. <laughs> People uh, trying to paint stable coins as the enemy of Bitcoin, or are they the enemy of, uh, of governments? Well, I will say this. Uh, I'm not into wars here. <laughs> I'm not into team sports in cryptocurrency. I mean, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. That's really all you need to know. Uh, but governments, politicians, they're not big fans of stable coins because uh, it takes away their monopoly on printing money. It's uh, some private entity is printing their own money or they're backing it up with dollars or whatever they say they're doing. I mean, who knows what the latest gimmick is? I have no problem with entities creating stable coins backed by, backed by, backed by nothing, backed by T-shirts, backed by uncut hair. I don't care. Um, but governments, not they're not fans of that right now. But here's, a, here's something of uh, Eric Voorhees, and he's getting into the team sport here. I just want to say I'm not on this level. But he says politicians want to ban stable coins because they realize they are a bridge to purely decentralized crypto, which is why anyone who advocates for decentralized crypto as a better form of money for the world should defend stable coins. Fiat and banks versus crypto and blockchains. Okay, I'm, I don't care about the war right there. I will say this. He makes a very good point about uh, I'm a guy who loves Bitcoin, and I'm defending stable coins because I know the stable coins will get you out of that fiat freak mentality. Okay? You might start out like, well, I want a dollar equivalent. Okay? So you're still in that fiat freak mentality. But then you can easily – Trade that tether into some freaking Bitcoin, okay? So it's an on-ramp for Bitcoin. It's not the enemy of Bitcoin. I'm, I have no problem with stable coins. I don't 
I don't need to team up with Ethereum fans to form a coalition to promote stable coins in order to destroy the United States dollar, which some people are saying, no, I, come on, be an individual, be a unique beast. A as a unique beast, uh, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you should see that stable coins uh, increase, well, they increase freedom because they uh, create uh, another uh, entity that's printing money. And the more entities printing money, the better. And uh, yeah, it helps, it helps Bitcoin in the long run. All right. Pound that like button. We got, uh, what's this guy's name? Eric or something like that. Um, he makes, he's talking about Ray Dalio, who he's trying to bash. I, I don't give a rat about Ray Dalio. I'm not putting him on a, uh, on a pedestal or anything like that, but this is part of the tweet. He says, Ray Dalio bashes Bitcoin. It's not when it had 20. Five million users. You could only reach a fraction of the population, 0.4%. Clearly, it wasn't a medium of communication. Ouch. So yeah, it started small, but I mean, people, people who were in the people who were part of the 0.4%. If you were a 0.4%er in uh, in 1996, chances are you uh you understood what email was going to become, that it was going to rock the freaking world, that it was revolutionizing uh, communication. And uh, just like right now, if you're part of the elite group who's in the Bitcoin, uh, you can pretty much see it's revolution, it's revolutionary, uh, revolutionizing money. Um, the the freaking post office was old-fashioned compared to email. Sending a letter was old-fashioned compared to email. All money printed... Fiat uh, dollars in your hand, gold, coins, etc. It's totally old-fashioned compared to Bitcoin. So, uh, yeah, Ray, be patient. It's early, but I'm not too – and speaking about being patient, 27 days away. Dude, I've been patient since 2016. I've been telling you about the 2020 halving. I've been telling you about the 2024 halving for you newbies out there. But, yeah, May 12th, halving hype, BitcoinBlockHalf.com. The countdown is on. Also, CoinDesk is even getting into the having hype, and they've got a countdown on their uh, lovely uh, CoinDesk.com page. Uh, and here, speaking of gold, uh, who said this? Jay Williams? Uh, okay. I, I, it's linked. Everything's linked to below, dudes. All right? Go down there. Click on that stuff. I on, retweet some of the stuff. I honestly have no interest in buying gold or silver. Does anyone else under the age of 45 feel the same way? Yes. I am under the age of 45 and I feel the same way, dude. I, I, uh, I do not, uh, have any interest in buying gold or silver, just like, uh, you know, those email users in uh, 1996, they had really no interest in uh, going to the post office anymore. Just as most of us right now have, uh, <laughs> I don't know why anyone in their right mind would want to go to the post office today. Uh, but there still are some freaks out there. Let it go bankrupt. Let, uh, let Jeff Bezos buy it. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about family offices. We've had David Nage on the show before, and he, I was excited to have him on the show because we we people don't get down with his family office. They, the family offices all over the world they control what billions and billions of dollars, and uh, they can spend it on anything for their rich uh, clients. And some of that money is going to go into 
Bitcoin eventually. And you know, it's kind of abstract right now. We don't have any specific examples, but here is a tweet. I don't know who retweeted this, but this is a real dude. I'm in the process of starting a family office with focus on wealth preservation in Bitcoin, uh, value investing strategy, and investment grade art. Okay, stay tuned. Well, good for you, dude. That's a crazy combo, but get your investment grade art into the hands of uh, the, the, the family offices, but uh, preserve their wealth in Bitcoin. So that is beautiful. That's real. Dude, this is progress. This is progress. You probably are reading tweets all day from doomers saying that the world is about to end because of some disease. This is what you should be reading on Twitter, okay? That a real dude is creating a real family office that's going to put a lot of darn money to Bitcoin, and there's going to be a lot of dudes like him that are in motion in the very near future. You just have to be patient, okay? Uh, let, let me check uh, the, the questions here if we, we got any questions over in the uh, – over in where the heck is it? Oh, yeah, we got Anders is in the house. He's in L.A., just like me. He's right down the street, right? Okay, uh, no, no questions. We just got the uh, elite crew. Hello, elite guys. Yes, hello, my elite friends. Remember, retweet this stuff, dude. Actually, there's something specific you guys got to – it says retweet. It's some, It's like that little clip of me. You retweet that. That's that's good. That's been like retweeted uh, – well, it's been watched like 13,000 freaking times on Twitter, my uh, – my, the clip of me out on the street saying, uh, you know, protest, don't be a bootlicker, don't be an informant like Eric Garcetti wants you to be. Go out on the streets of L.A. I, I am on the streets of L.A. every single day without a freaking mask on. Pound it, baby. Defiance. Defi I mean, it's like <laughs> being a normal person is, is defiant. We'll get to that in a second, though. But uh yeah, yeah, Re retweet that. And uh, it says, it's simple. It says retweet it. I, I enjoyed filming it. I enjoy uh, the streets of LA. And, uh, all right, we talked about gold. We talked about the family. Fold. Now, this came out a few days ago. And I didn't think much of it because, you know, I see a title that has Visa in it. And I just think, I don't want to deal with Visa and credit cards and that stuff. It's so, I mean, how many times have you seen articles in the coin desk and everything and say like visa credit card partners with bitcoin or some altcoin or this that but this fold this fold thing is interesting it's a little it reminds me of lolly a little okay fold has struck a deal with visa to launch a card that lets users earn bitcoin while they spend so you get this credit card you buy your nonsense with it but you earn bitcoin when you use this credit card Okay, Fold, an app that offers users Bitcoin rewards, has joined Visa's FinTech Fast Track program and plans to launch a co-branded Visa debit card that gives out as much as 10% of cash purchases with Bitcoin instead of traditional reward points like airline miles or cash. Yeah, I would rather earn Bitcoin than airline miles. Yeah, right, right there, dude. Uh, and so this was an article that was in Forbes and uh, – Coin and other ones out there. I linked to a, a couple of them. All right, that's good. I'm 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 down with that. Let's see let's see if that happens. I link to their waiting list. If you want to get that card, if you want to sign up to get, they've got a waiting list at foldapp.com/card. It's linked to below. Coin Telegraph has an article about Libra. Yeah, I'm kind of happy to see that because I I believe that Libra will happen. 
it's, it's probably been delayed because of this virus. Because I mean, I assume Zuckerberg is Zuckerberg uh, wants to uh, he doesn't want to offend anyone. He wants to fit in. Doesn't you know? Wants to sh- keep things on the down low until twenty twenty one. Until people are working. Who knows what his logic is? I, I don't know. I hope he goes balls to the wall with the thing right now. But just uh, seeing him, he tries to fit in. Although he doesn't try to. He did yell back at Congress that one time, sort of. Anyway, the point is, is that Cointelegraph publishes this article and it's, it says that some economists out there, I don't know who this guy is, he still he says that to Bitcoin. So the guy believes it's going to happen. I agree with that. But no, it's not a major threat to Bitcoin. It's just like the other stable coins. It's an on-ramp to Bitcoin. It's a complement to Bitcoin. And, you know, people dealing with social media today, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, a lot of people are getting kicked off randomly and, and they get, they're like, this is terrible. I wish I had another, uh, I had another alternative and there's no alternative. Well, wait till everybody signs up for their uh, Libra coin and they get kicked off that. And they'll be like, I wish there was an alternative and they'll just find Bitcoin. So you know, it's, it's not a major threat to Bitcoin because it isn't Bitcoin at all. It's a centralized stable coin that can kick you out and uh sure there'll be a lot of convenience uh, maybe it'll be able to move faster than bitcoin who knows a lot of 80 percenters will love it but uh the 20 percenters will quickly see uh some of the drawbacks and it is a beautiful on-ramp to bitcoin so it's not a threat it's not a threat to big it's not in the same world as bitcoin uh all right so yeah, I'm a fan of all state, and yes, I think Mark Zuckerberg should be able to print his own money. So I take it; I don't take it as a threat at all. I think it's a compliment. Go ahead, Mark Zuckerberg, print your own. Uh, may it come soon. May it come tomorrow. That would be great. But that's you know in motion, being productive. We need people getting more back right to work tomorrow. Everybody. All right. So st- more stable coins. Yeah, massive tether printing was was going on here. Uh, Alistair Milne likes to keep track of this. Since the Bitcoin crash on the 13th of March, which is now a month ago, wow, time flies, Tether has issued $2 billion worth of new tokens. And so the massive Tether printing, it's still worth a dollar. <laughs> and it is uh, moving up the crypto, the coin market cap rankings. It's almost the number three freaking crypto out there. It's, it's in terms of uh, market cap. It's going to pay. It might pass Ripple soon because Ripple is going down the two. Yeah, an- another centralized uh, coin, Ripple. But uh, uh, Tether, yeah, people, those gamblers, they're, they're just loading up on the Tether. What are they going to spend that Tether on if they got it on exchange? Oh, I wonder. Let us see how this game plays out. V- very interesting. But people still believe that Tether story. They can keep printing it up. And uh, people can believe that people are actually paying for it. I, I, whatever, I don't give a darn. I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep my money in tether on the sidelines at all. There are no sidelines for Adam Meister. There's just Bitcoin. You value your freaking wealth in Bitcoin. But some people, they like to hide when think the going gets tough. They hide in their houses. They hide in stable coins. They hide in uh, the dollar. Whatever, you see that type of personality. You see who sticks with Bitcoin. You see who sticks with what they believe in. You see who's got the conviction. You see who's not scared of the government. You see who doesn't, who knows that fitting in is overrated. You know who can't be stopped no matter what 
freaking obstacles get thrown in his way. All right, pound that like button. Now, laws, another lawsuit against a DeFi. It's so decentralized that it can get, there can be lawsuits. Uh, it's linked to below. Uh, people are angry at uh, Maker because there were losses back on March the 13th. And it's complex. I mean, what do you guys expect? Uh, but that's the other thing. Bitcoin can't be sued. So those of you who are fans of all these DeFi platforms, Forms, uh, they could be sued <laughs> and they could be shut down. Big one can't be, but yeah, it, it is. It's funny when there's something to sue and something that's supposedly decentralized, whatever. Uh, they can call D. Hey, keep on doing what you're doing, DeFi people. I think it's going to get traditional finance people into the space. Uh, right now, people are worrying about other things though, and uh, but we, we will return. We will return to your regular, regularly scheduled gambler-aholic, altcoin, freakazoid, ICO, DeFi market, everybody, uh, everything going up one of these days. Yeah. We saw it in 2017. We'll see it again. And the money flows into Bitcoin. And everyone at the end of the game sees that Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Be proud and loud, people. That's all I got to say. And that's why you retweet that tweet where I was loud and proud freaking outside in uh in la there on on the on the brea out there it was fun at pinks i was outside a world famous pinks which is a hot dog place obviously i would never go to such a place other than when it's closed and i can put my camera on the little shelf they had out there yeah and and, and that's such a sad thing like pinks it says we haven't been closed since 1938 or something like that pathetic it's just pathetic uh what's going on out there uh, but no, people blindly follow the government. That's that's the way of the world. That's the way of the world. All right, I'm seeing uh, we got people chatting it up in there. Very very good to see that. No questions. Um, back to uh, back to the uh, game here. Back to the show. Jimmy Song has a great quote out there, and, and I've been thinking about this same thing. We're getting into virus territory. The first movers after the quarantine will have an advantage economically. Given the pent-up demand, the businesses that offer it first are going to get a bigger portion of the pie. And good for them. Let them do that. Let them do that. Here is a quote from Joshua at large. Every tyrant dictator in history was able to maintain their power by rewarding snitches. Quit snitching on people for a government that literally doesn't care about you. Well, you shouldn't just, I mean, just don't snitch. I mean, it's just cowardly to be a snitch. You need nothing. You don't need another reason other than that, that it's cowardly. Um, but yes, great point. The tyrant dictators could not remain in power if it weren't for the snitches. Okay. And they reward those snitches. Disgusting. Um, believe in something. Don't be a freaking snitch. Uh, and so here, uh, all the snitches out there on Twitter got this thing trending. How 2020 could get worse. Oh, you guys are such happy people. The doomers, the doomers and the snitchers. How 2020 could get worse. Let me tell you something. 
that's not the mindset of the Bitcoin Meister. That's not what you get on this freaking channel. You know what you know on this channel. It's golden age 2020s. You freaking impulsive people. Just because things might look a little down right now, you think it could get worse. You impulsive freakazoids out there. You're worrying about you, – you're stuck, paralyzed, fear. Dude, that's not how you win in this world. Golden freaking age Bitcoin. Pound that like button. There's a day after today, okay? There's a tomorrow. There is a tomorrow, people. All right. End that lockdown. And speaking of ending the lockdown, Wednesday in Michigan, I guess in Michigan it's basically Wednesday right now, uh, they're going to have a protest. I linked to it. There are a, car, a bunch of cars. Uh, uh, United Citizens uh, – well, okay. No, no, that's not uh, – a bunch of cars are going to uh, drive around and – honk their horns and cause a traffic jam and demand that uh, the, the evil governor of Michigan uh, ends the lockdown. So good for them. In North Carolina, there was a, a protest today and people got arrested. This is a great quote. Does the Second Amendment now make sense to you? Pound that like button. Imagine if we didn't have the Second Amendment here in the United States. What the United States, what, what, the, uh, what the governors would be able to carry out. Because you know they want to carry out more than what they have. I mean, they would have, I mean, there were rumors that Gavin Newsom wanted uh, martial law. He wouldn't, <laughs> even in the state of California, he wouldn't try that, I think, uh, because of the Second Amendment. Now, if there was no Second Amendment, you better believe we'd be under martial law right now. So do you guys get the seconds to you, my fellow Americans? And I know a lot of Europeans already know the Second Amendment has made sense to them for quite some time. I've, I've had uh, people from out of the United States tell me, you know, that they under, they're jealous. You know, you guys, uh, you guys uh, have that leverage over your government. It's leverage over a tyrannical government. That's Second Amendment. It's a beautiful freaking thing. And if you don't grasp that yet, I mean, well, there's a lot of bootlickers obviously don't grasp that. They think it's great. They think it's great to be unlocked. They think it's great to take orders from a government. They don't have the self-confidence to make their own decisions. They need a master. They need to be a slave. They need their master to tell them what to do. Uh, so in Texas, what do we have here? Once they, this is from Alex Berenson, who's great on Twitter with this virus stuff. Once states like Texas move, blue states, that's conservative-leaning states with conservative governors, blue states will have no choice anyway. Their economies will be crippled and irrelevancy of the lockdowns will quickly be obvious. So here's something you guys can do. I mean, if you're on Twitter, you know, retweet stuff that encourages Governor Abbott of Texas to end the lockdown in Texas, because Texas is the second most populated state in the United States. Um, if they end their lockdown, this guy is absolutely right. The other states, conservative states in the South, they will follow, they will follow suit and uh, it, it'll, it'll be good for a huge hunk of the country, but it's going to take uh, states like Texas to, to, to man up and just end this nonsense because it's, it's nonsense already. Uh, but there's peer pressure to fit in. They're politicians, et cetera, et cetera. Now, final, uh, 
final tweet is a compliment from someone, someone like my uh, little tweet video out there on Twitter. He says, you are a real man. Amazing how going outside is now an act of defiance. That is sad, isn't it? So many brain dead sheep listening to the same government they say they hate. <laughs> so many people so scared to leave home from the hysteria. I will remember who did not rise to the occasion to be a man. You know what? I'm not going to remember who didn't rise to the occasion to be a man. I'm going to remember the people who did rise to the occasion. That's what I'm going to remember because that list is actually much shorter than the tremendous list of people who hid and were not men, who did not rise to the occasion. So I, I get your point, and it is sad that just going outside now is an act of defiance. And people said to me, you're going to die if you go outside. And there are people that think going outside means you're going to die, that you're going to get some disease or something like that. Uh, but I do find that this guy points out how there are so many people that always say they hate the government so much. And this is true in, in the Bitcoin space and the cryptocurrency space. And then when they get scared, they do exactly what the government tells them to do, blindly, without question. And it just makes you wonder what they would have done uh, under uh, the Third Reich. What would they what would they done when they were told to uh, tattle on the Jews? What, 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 what would have they done? I mean, it is, it's, a scary, it's a scary thought um, how willing people are to conform and to uh, yeah, just just to, to bow down and worship authority like uh, like freaking idols. All right, dudes, let me just really uh, check real quick here. You get a new show here every day. I will be back tomorrow, Wednesday, of course. Who knows? It'll probably be late at night again. Just seeing if there are other. Uh, be defiant. Don't be compliant. Uh, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to the backup channel here. You better believe I'm a proud Zionist Jew. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, sportsmeister.com, bang that bell button if you need a reminder when this uh, backup channel goes live. And I'll say hi to you guys in the chat. Thank you, guys. And, hey, one day closer to this all being over. One clo day closer to an all-time high.